Hi, I'm Wendy Merchant, founder and executive director of STEM Blazers, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. STEM Blazers is a nonprofit organization that works with middle school and high school girls to inspire them to visualize themselves in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's episode is hosted by Madison and Katie Fur, and they will be speaking with Janelle Linnae, a confidence coach for women in STEM. As someone who declares not being confident as a young person, Janelle is now teaching women about confidence in the workplace. Her positive energy is helping women create a mindset for success to overcome their limiting beliefs and achieve the career and life results they've always wanted. Janelle shares her insight on how to build your confidence muscle and remove limiting beliefs with the understanding that we as women can do anything we want. I must say that I absolutely agree. Janelle is changing lives, including the lives of our high school ladies, by challenging them to think anything is possible and to think outside of the box. I have seen firsthand the impact her five-step program can make, and it's powerful. Today's conversation with Janelle is so important, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as Madison and Katie for do. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Madison, and I'm a STEM Blazers alum. STEM Blazers has given me countless opportunities and limitless encouragement to develop my confidence and professional relationships. I now volunteer with STEM Blazers as I pursue my college degree. Hello, I am Katie Fur. I was in the South Metro chapter for the school year 2019 to 2020. I am volunteering with STEM Blazers as a take a gap year. STEM Blazers has opened so many doors to girls, including myself. Hi, Janelle. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. We're so glad to have you here joining us today. Um, Let's start off with, why don't you tell us about what you do? Okay. Um, So yeah, my name is Chanel Linnae. I am the owner and founder of CE. Oh my gosh, owner and founder. What was I going to (laughs) say? Oh my gosh. Um, I love teaching women about how to be imperfect. So I am putting it into practice right now. I am the founder and CEO of Next Level Confident. And I go into corporations and teach women how to build confidence in the workplace. And I also have had the opportunity to work with STEM Blazers quite a bit. And I've gotten the opportunity to teach the confidence workshop to high school gals in STEM Blazers, as well as the corporate women in STEM Blazers. So it's been really, really incredible. I love STEM Blazers so much. I, I could go on and on. <laughs> um, Janelle, how did you decide on the path that you were on? That's a great question. So I... I was not very confident um, growing up. I, I think I seemed confident on the outside, but on the inside, I was pretty insecure. So the fact that I teach confidence as my full-time job now is kind of funny. <laughs> um, I was not very scholastic growing up. I was the girl who was a little more rebellious. I liked to ditch school. I was getting kicked out of the classroom for talking too much to my friends, which is hilarious since I'm a professional speaker now. Um, <laughs> and I I took some AP classes, but it was honestly just because I knew that it could help boost my GPA. Because if you got a A in a AP class, you could get like the 5.0, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't pass a single AP, cl- uh, AP test. So it didn't help with college at all. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly didn't put a whole lot of thought about what I wanted to be when I grew up either. I just didn't take a whole lot of time to step back and reflect about my life. Unfortunately, I I was kind of just 
living for the day to day. And, and part of that is because I actually had a lot of dark thoughts at that time. Um, I used to struggle with depression. It wasn't clinically diagnosed. It was just happening like in the, you know, in the closed doors behind, um, in my bedroom basically. And I had a lot of really dark thoughts and I actually thought a lot about death and, I always want to share that openly just at the very beginning of any podcast or any speaking engagement that I'm doing because I want to normalize the conversation. So if anyone's listening right now and you've ever struggled with dark thoughts or struggled with lies or even struggled with the idea of not even sure if your life is worth living, I want you to know that your life is worth living and that you were born with a purpose. And I didn't used to know that. I used to think, I don't know, what what what's special about me, right? What's special about my life? And I think when you're struggling with that thought process, you don't often think like, what do I want to do when I grow up really? Because you don't really care that much. You tell yourself you don't care. So I thought for a long time, this is kind of a, I'm trying to make this a little bit of a shorter story, but basically I thought I was going to die in a car accident in my mid twenties. And I, I actually created that lie when I was about 13 or 14 years old is when I started believing that. And what it did is it was kind of this cop out for ever taking action on my life. So I'd be like, well, it doesn't really matter what I do when I grow up because I'm going to die in my mid twenties. Or like if I was dating a guy, I'd be like, oh, I don't really care if we make it or if we don't, or if we break up or whatever, he'll find out because I'm going to die in my mid twenties. It was like this whole thing of me holding on to an early death. And I honestly thought I was the only person in the world who ever thought like this. But the more I've shared this publicly, the more I found out that this is actually a thing that a lot of people struggle with is thinking they're going to die young. Um, sometimes it's like cancer for people. And sometimes it's, sometimes it is a car accident. Like some people have dark thoughts of the death. Sometimes maybe you're listening and you can't really relate. You don't really have that dark of thoughts around death, but maybe you just have limiting beliefs around, am I smart or am I not smart? Am I capable or am I not capable? And, and so there's that whole spectrum. But basically, long story not short, I <laughs> I think because my mindset was in that place, I really didn't make a whole lot of decisions. So, okay, I went to Greeley West High School. Greeley West, woo! Um, really cool. I know someone who, normal from Greeley, hello. And I went to Colorado State University, which was awesome, but I didn't really make any decisions about what I actually wanted to do. So I hopped kind of from major to major. I wanted to be interior design, and then I decided to do hospitality management. I had no idea what I wanted to do, mostly because I didn't care. Like I was like, my life doesn't matter that much. So it doesn't really matter what choice I make. And so it wasn't until I actually graduated from college in 2014 that I actually ended up sharing this big dark lie with a mentor because I didn't really tell many people about it. You know, it was weird. But when I finally told someone out loud what, what, I, what I was going through and, and this mentor was able to say like, Janelle, that's a complete lie. You were created with a purpose. You have greatness inside of you. And there was something about them just speaking that life and speaking that truth into my life that I finally believed it. It was like a switch, like boom, just right there. I was like, wait, it makes so much sense. I actually am supposed to do something really awesome with my life. And that's like, there was something that was holding me back from that, like holding me back from changing so many lives. And so after that is when I really started to think about what I want to do with my life. And that's kind of where everything began for me. And I realized I could do anything I put my mind to, but 
first and foremost, you got to believe your life matters. So that would be my number one encouragement for anyone who's listening. If you don't know what you want to do with your life, it's okay, but do believe that your life matters. And, and that's the first place to do, to come from. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really powerful sentiment that you just shared with us, which is really great. So you think that that conversation with your mentor was that turning point for you from that dark place in your life to what you're doing now? Yeah, 100%, Madison, 100%. I really believe that bringing your dark thoughts to light is one of the most powerful things you can do because when you hold those lies inside of you, they become scarier and scarier and scarier and they feel more and more real. So like I just played with that thought of death for so many years that it started to feel like my day-to-day life. And it was pretty subconscious. Like it was pretty far back in my brain. But once I brought it out to someone who loved me and cared about me and could speak encouragement to me, it was all of a sudden like the light didn't feel so real anymore. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, it shined light in that darkness. So anyone listening, if you have any dark lie that you're you're feeling, or even if it's not, you know, I, it's not no comparison. Maybe it's not as dark as mine, but it's just, you know, like a thought where you're not being kind to yourself. Share that with someone who's going to encourage you and build you up and, and be able to be like, you know what? You're freaking awesome. What are you talking about? Like you're, you're good at this, you're good at this. And they're going to build you up and remind you of who you are. And they can sometimes see things in you that you can't even see in yourself, which I think is so important. And that's why STEM blazers is so important too, because you have those mentors and you have those people mm-hmm. who see you and they believe in you and they want the best for you. And they'll encourage you if you're going through something hard. So after that conversation with your mentor, what were the next steps that you took immediately after that? Great question. I'm so glad you asked. So after that, I, I, everything changed. I was literally like, okay, if my life matters and I only get this one life to live and I am not going to die young, then I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> and so I I had been dating the same guy for six years. I broke up with him. I had thought about breaking up with him for so long. But I was like, oh, whatever. doesn't really matter. Well, now my life matters. And I was like, I'm, a, I'm out. Bye. And, yeah. and then I was living in Colorado and I had always dreamed of living by the water. I was like, I love the ocean. I wish I could live by the ocean. But you know, once again, eh, whatever, we'll see, blah, 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 just spinning my wheels. But when my life started to matter, I was like, I'm moving to the ocean. So I I had worked at a tech company actually in Fort Collins called Encompass Technologies, great tech company. If you're looking for a company to apply to, apply to Encompass Technologies. They're freaking awesome. My little brother worked there after I did. I love them. And I just knew that wasn't my path. I couldn't, I didn't want to sit at a desk. I wanted to go do something where I could just change a bunch of lives. And so I, I moved to California. That was the first step. I was like, I got to get out of my comfort zone. I move away from my family, move away from everything I know. So I moved, I quit my job and I moved without a job, without friends, without, you know, a boyfriend. I moved with nothing. I was just me and a moving truck. And my parents, you know, moved me here. And I was like, well, I guess the worst thing that happens is I can't find a job when I get out there and then I'm homeless and then I'll spend all my money. <laughs> I had like $4,000 in savings. That's all. And then um, I was like, I guess then my parents ought to buy my ticket, like a one-way ticket home and then I'll live in my parents' basement. That's the worst case scenario. Like it's not that bad. So yeah, I moved out here and I decided to move into the fitness industry. I became a personal trainer because I knew I loved working out a lot. I love the body and I loved empowering women to get strong through building muscle. And so I became a personal trainer. I was working at gyms here. I became one of the top trainers at the gym I worked at. And I loved helping people, you know, get their dream bodies and and have a strong physique. Um, But still something was missing. Like all of my clients would tell me, you're like my personal trainer slash therapist. 
Well, my mom was a therapist and I love talking about psychology. I was always like curious about the human brain and how the human brain worked. And so that's when I decided to launch my business, Next Level Confident, almost three years ago. And when I went to go quit the gym, the the owner of the gym, who like, by the way, never came to the gym, you only saw him like once every three months, he decided <laughs> to come in to try to stop me from leaving because obviously I was, you know, doing a good job bringing the revenue to the gym. So he didn't want to lose me. <laughs> and so he told me, he was like, Janelle, just so you know, there's like hundreds of girls in Southern California alone who are trying to do what you want to do. Start this online fitness mindset business. Like you can't do that. The only reason why you've succeeded to this point is because you have our branding as your backing. And without our branding, you won't be able to succeed. So you should stay here. We'll help you start an online fitness brand through our company and we'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally right. He's so right. I, why did I think I could do this? Who am I to start? That my is so business? rude. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh I was my like, God. It kind of planted that insecurity right in my mind of like, maybe there's too many people who are doing it. The market's too saturated, like all the lies that you can possibly think of. Um, But then I I went home and thought about it and I was like, well, screw him, you know, (laughs) he's a a naysayer and I'll prove him wrong. So I still quit, launched my business and it was half fitness, half mindset. And then I would, you know, women would sign up with me thinking they were there to like lose weight and get healthy, which they would. But then at the end, they'd be giving me these testimonial videos and be like, Janelle, this changed my life, not because of the body and the health and all that stuff, but the the mindset that you gave me, the mindset modules and all the activities and journaling you had me do. Like, I don't even think about my life anymore the same way. And that's when I started to be like, okay, I got to shift into mindset and confidence and thinking about who you are and falling in love with yourself, even if your body doesn't look a certain way. Um, and then that's that's kind of how I got to where I am today. And that's why I'm speaking now for women, helping them um, fall in love with themselves, both both body and mind, but it, but it all starts with the mind. That's great. Thank you so much, Janelle, for answering those first few questions. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we are going to hop right back into some more questions. Hi, it's Wendy. I'm excited to share that STEM Blazers will be celebrating women breaking through during the month of May. We will be sharing on our social media networks the women in our community, including individuals who have received a promotion at work, maybe an award, and of course our students graduating from high school and college. We want to celebrate with you, so please go to our website at www.stemblazers.org and nominate yourself or someone you would like to move into the spotlight. Thank you for being part of the Stemblazers community, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. Janelle, how has Next Level Confident changed your life and those around you? Wow. Well, being an entrepreneur is definitely extremely different than working for someone else. Um, there are positives and negatives to both. You, When you are the CEO, you make a lot of decisions and a lot rests on your shoulders. So while I have someone who works for me, her name is Sarah and she's incredible. All the decisions are on me. So it's kind of fun and it's kind of empowering, but sometimes it's also can be a little bit exhausting, to be honest. You know, it's a, you're always challenged. You're always uncomfortable. You're always growing, which is so incredible. Though there are times where I'm like, gosh, I remember back when I was a server, like life was so easy. Like I could just show up and like serve some tables and leave and like not think about work stuff at all. So, um, 
But I mean, I obviously love it. It's like my baby. It's it's literally like when I hear people talking about having a, a baby, I'm literally <laughs> like, I get it, girl. I got next level. <laughs> I, I don't have any children of my own. I just have the the business. Um, and then as far as for others, I mean, I I feel like I I just feel really blessed. I've gotten to help so many different women and from so many different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I primarily work with women in STEM, which I guess maybe isn't obvious. I don't know if I ever said that specifically, but I do primarily work with tech companies and STEM companies in general. So um, I love just bringing out being able to bring mindset stuff into the workplace, especially because I don't feel like companies talk about this. In fact, I don't think enough people are talking about your mindset. Like everything stems from your mindset. One thing I say is that your um your beliefs lead to your thoughts, your thoughts lead to your actions, and your actions lead to your results. Mm-hmm. So often if you don't have the results you want in a certain area of life, whether that be uh health and wellness, right? Um, or it could be your career path, it could be relationships. If you don't have the result you're looking for, it's often because you don't believe it's possible or because you have a lot of stuff from your childhood that told you it wasn't possible. And that's why um, you don't have that result. So if you actually work on the beliefs, then your thoughts will change and then your actions will change and then your results will change. So like, here's an example of that. For me, I was raised in a really strong Christian home, which is really incredible. Um, and because my dad was a pastor and my mom was a stay at home mom, um, we didn't have a whole lot of finance, like our financial well being was, it was like good, but you know, it was a little bit tight. And, I had a limiting belief that making a lot of money is bad, right? Um, I thought when I would see people who are quote unquote rich, I'd be like, ooh, like they're probably bad people. Like they probably, I don't know, like cut corners to get there or like they're not really like holy people or they're not Christians or I don't know. Like I had this really messed up relationship with money mm-hmm. and that's something I've really been working through is like, what is my belief around money? Because right, you know, the results are directly correlated with the belief. So if you believe that money is bad or you believe that money makes a a person a good person a bad person, then that means you're not going to get a good result. You're not going to make money, yeah. right? So you have to work on your money mindset in order to believe, okay, there are good people who have money. There are bad people who have money. There are good people who are poor. There are bad people that are poor. And same with with faith, right? There are uh, people who of faith that have money and then some that don't and, and, and not correlating it so much. And so I guess that's kind of a long way of saying if there's any result you don't have in your life, like I, everyone listening, I just want you to know if you don't have a certain result you you really, really want, look at your belief. If you don't have the relationship you want, look at your parents' marriage. Maybe from a young age, they said it, it showed you, you know, a good relationship is not possible. That's your limiting belief. Okay, well, what's the truth? And so you start to re reshape your brain by telling yourself the truth of what's possible for your life in every area of your life. I actually, I read a blog and they were talking about something really similar th- to that today, um, which was what kind of money beliefs you have and how that changes how you see the world. And they were talking about um, how do how do rich people get things that they want? And some people would respond, um, oh, they go into a lot of debt. They um, they steal it, you know, all sorts of negative things. So it's really just yes. about reframing how you look at a certain situation is how successful you can be in that area of your life. So I definitely resonate with that. Um, and I think there is a certain amount of confidence that comes from understanding money. Because um, if you understand it, you know what to do, what next step 
steps you need to take to improve your situation. Um, so I, I agree that there's definitely a lot of power in that. Yeah, girl, come on, come on, <laughs> preach. <laughs> <laughs> so what steps do you think um, women need to take to change their beliefs? What kind of resources should they be looking into to change their beliefs in order to improve their self-confidence? Yeah. So the number one resource is heading to nextlevelconfident.com <laughs> and grabbing a free ebook that I have for each and every one of you. It's called The Number One Way to Build Your Confidence Muscle. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and there I'm going to walk you through how to get clear on your limiting beliefs and then to reclaim the truth. And of course, just because you write the truth one time doesn't mean you're always going to, you know, believe it because you might have that limiting belief has been lying to you for years and years and years and years. So it takes a while to retrain your brain. Um, but as you begin to focus on that truth, because our brains are so powerful and they're so malleable, they can change. You're able to create a new pathway in your brain towards the truth of what's possible in any area of your life. So yeah, head to my website and grab that free resource. Cause seriously, it's like, if you don't do anything else from this podcast, just look at your limiting beliefs and get clear on them. Because when you write them down, they lose their power. When you talk about them, they lose their power. When you shine light in them, they lose their power. So you got to name them. We often like close our eyes. We don't want to look at that stuff because it's scary. And we're like, ah, I don't have time for that. Like I'm going to scroll on TikTok or Instagram. <laughs> I'm sorry. But if you have time for TikTok or Instagram, you have time to sit down and look at your, your brain and your mindset because it's going to change your whole life. <laughs> so, you know, when you talk to women in STEM, um, what kind of parts of confidence do you focus on when you're talking to them? What, what should women in STEM focus on uh, versus women in other industries? Ooh, really thoughtful question. So um, there are five components to confidence that we cover in the confidence workshop. The first part is your mindset. The second part is your posture and vibe. The third part is taking risky action. The fourth part is acquiring knowledge. And then the fifth part is looking good. And I guess I would say those five things, honestly, they apply to every woman, whether they're in STEM or not. I would just say that the workshop that I do and then the the work that I do does specifically help women realize, like let's talk about imposter syndrome, for example. Like sometimes women feel like they don't deserve a seat at the table or that they can't be totally themselves. They have to, they should be a little more quiet or standoffish and kind of let guys do their thing and not, yeah. you know, rock the boat. And so while I think every woman needs this information, whether they're in STEM or not, to be honest, um, it's more important than ever for women in STEM because of the ratios. Um, I know that there's there's kind of differing in numbers, but the numbers that I have, it's it's 74% male and 26% female in STEM. And so it's more important than ever for women to learn that their voice matters and to be willing to speak up in that room full of men. And um, it takes constant practice. You know, it's not just an overnight thing. It takes, takes a little bit of time. I actually was at a retreat this weekend that had quite a few men at them. And there were a few times I wanted to speak up, but there was all these men. And I was like, ooh, maybe I'll just not say anything, you know? And then I'm like, wait, Janelle, <laughs> this is what you teach on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, spoke up and I was really glad I did. And I actually ended up kind of actually disagreeing with something that someone was saying in a respectful way. But I, but I was like, you know, I actually, I really disagree with that. And here's my thought on it. And we had this respectful back and forth and we had a kind of a similar idea, but different ways of going about it, I think. Um, 
So, Madison, I'm not even sure if I answered your question, but that's... No, I think I think you did a great job because you said that, you know, all parts of confidence are important for everyone. Um, and I think that's a great statement. Um, and I think from there, we're going to wrap up and go on to our rapid fire questions. And Katie Fur is going to take the lead on that. So buckle up. Oh, I love it. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you'll you just answer as fast as you can. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. What is your favorite song? Oh, um, the first one that came to mind is uh, Confident by Demi Lovato. Okay. <laughs> what type of environment do you like to work in? Gosh. Um, I like a lot of natural light and I like everything to be really clean and beautiful. Like I can't have a messy, of course, I'm work, I've am work. i worked from home for three years. So like COVID's nothing new for me. Um, I just need the house to be clean. I just need a clean environment. I need a huge glass of water by me at all times. And I need a lot of natural sunlight. Nice. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Describe yourself in a hashtag. Ooh, hashtag next level confident. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you do to distress? Well, I have been doing a lot of breathing activities, actually. Um, there's something called Wim Hof breathing, which I did this weekend at that retreat. And um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of different types of breathing to do, but I'm a really big believer in the breath work because I forget to breathe a lot when I work. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's really I actually weird. have a little sign in my room that says breathe because yes. sometimes when I'm stressing, I totally forget, forget to do that. Same, same girl. It's like my shoulders are up here, like earrings. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and my yeah. husband and I, our desks are right next to each other and he'll hear me. He, and he t- takes like videos of me being like, <laughs> and I literally sound like that. And he's like, Janelle, just breathe. And I'm like, oh yeah. So I've been working on the breath work a lot and it's definitely helping. Nice. Um, What are three things you cannot live without? Well, I would say my faith, my husband, Frankie, I love him. And oh gosh, my bed. I just, that's what came to mind. I really love my bed. I love sleeping (laughs) more than most people I know. (laughs) Um, What is the best compliment you have ever received? I guess I'm not thinking of exactly one, but anytime I have a client that has reached, like that reaches out to me or writes me a, a thank you note that tells me how much I've changed their life and, um, and just like gives me, you know, it's like they're talking about their growth and how, how I've helped them. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's the ultimate, ultimate compliment. Though I will say this weekend, I got a skin compliment and someone told me that I have a really good skin and I have been insecure about my skin. Like I've had skin probs since I was like 12. So, and I'm 28. So here we are, like half, over half my life, skin probs. And I've been working super hard on my skin lately because I was like, I think I have a limiting belief that I'm always going to have acne. I'm always going to have pimples. My skin's always going to be gross. So I've been trying to, you know, speak the truth. My skin is beautiful. My skin is clear. And then someone told me I have beautiful- Manifesting that clear face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I've been putting in all the work. I'm drinking a gallon of water. Um, it's my special Kangen water, which is like 9.5 pH water. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Someone told me I had really good skin this weekend. And I was like, <laughs> you don't even know what that did for me. Um, what's your favorite hobby? Uh, boxing. All right. And then lastly, this is a question that we ask all of our guests. Standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? The advice I would give my high school self is that your life matters. You are important. Your creator doesn't make mistakes. You are created for a purpose. 
And you're allowed to dream big. Don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do. I dreamed too small for too long and tried to think of the safest possible outcomes instead of just doing it and doing crazy stuff and having like 99% of people tell me that I couldn't do things or that I was thinking too big. And I and that's what I think shut me down. So I would just tell myself like, dream even bigger. And if there are people who are telling you can't do it, um, that that's their own perception. That's not that's not on you. So keep dreaming big. Thank you so much, Anil. On behalf of STEM Blazers, I want to thank you for the work you do and for the confidence tips you have taught the STEM Blazers community. Yay. Thank you so much, Madison and Katie, for you guys are incredible. And the fact that you're already podcasting at the age that you are, <laughs> I'm so impressed with you both. You guys rocked it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Janelle. You guys thank you. are incredible. Thank I'm you. so inspired. <laughs> and thank you to everyone listening. We're inspired by you too. Thank you for giving up you know, 30 minutes or whatever of your life to listen to this podcast. It means a lot to us. Thank you, Janelle, and thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of the STEM Blazers podcast. Next week, we will be speaking with a new professional. To learn more about STEM Blazers, to donate or to get involved, please visit us at stemblazers.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at STEM Blazers. 